Hey, welcome back to Comfortable Place on the Couch. Comfortable Place on the Couch is a short-run podcast exploring every Midnight Oil album in the year of the Great Circle Tour. We hope we finish it in the same year. My name is Robin Harbrin, and in the upcoming months, I'll be spinning every Midnight Oil studio album from my comfortable couch. Actually, it's Darren's comfortable couch, as well as taking a listen to some of their EPs, live recordings, and video releases. Join me each and every episode as my longtime friend and fellow Midnight Oil enthusiast, Darren Folds. Greetings, Darren Folds. Robin, do you ever see sound? I don't, like synesthesia? Yeah. Is that what it's called? I think so. No, I I don't. Uh, My daughter, Rihanna. Rihanna's the one who longtime listeners will know I get all my smarts from. (laughs) Yeah, Rihanna brings that up sometimes because... With her perfect pitch, yeah, she's talking about how it's related to some people yeah. who see music and pitch okay. in color. That's cool. They see certain notes. She doesn't have that, but it's part of the family yeah. of... Uh, I don't have that either, but on occasion, I see sound when it surprises me. Oh. And particularly, I notice it when I'm kind of like in that I'm falling asleep stage so my eyes are closed and there's a noise I can I'll see sound yeah and at other times if I have my eyes closed I can see sound like when I have migraines and stuff like that sometimes I see sound ah anyway it happened to me this weekend no Ah. it happened to me this week that you were like falling asleep and this this happened and I saw a noise saw and heard a noise oh yeah so can you describe okay what was the sound what was the noise i forget what the noise was it might have been something falling and what did it look like when that that this thing fell it was like diagonal lines from the upper left quadrant to the lower right right quadrant yeah they were very tightly packed oh and it was either just a nice bright white or maybe a little bit golden tinged no lavender no i was hoping you would just say lavender for some reason no i don't think that's so. too bad yeah i like when i inspire people to say lavender. Uh, i like when people just say lavender out of nowhere i know this is a long intro for just part three <laughs> of earth and sun and moon we've been making people wait for a while but Let's talk about the weather first. Yeah, let's talk about that before weather. we get to this other thing. I am glad we are not sharing a couch today. Who? Because I don't know about you. I think I'm pretty stinky, and I suspect you're stinky too. I had corn at supper. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, yeah. let me finish this. Yeah. And so I've got that buttery feeling on my face. <laughs> you know how that like sometimes happens. If you don't, happens? if you don't wash your face, if you douse your <laughs> corn in butter and it sprays all over your face and, and then you you're don't... eating the corn yeah and, and, like... just, and then you don't wash yeah i guess yeah, i've yeah. heard i've never experienced I've... it though well it might sounds like my three-year-old <laughs> anyway yeah. i feel okay, so you I... have that buttery feeling <laughs> i have that buttery feeling <laughs> so is that good he said no <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so it's not a good feeling. <laughs> okay. Uh, nope. 
It's hot one today. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> I, I just I don't know that buttery feeling. <laughs> Oh boy. Where were we? Uh we were talking about corn face. <laughs> corn face. Yep. Yeah. But that's that was just kind of a, a sidetrack on to the warm weather we're having. So it's a hot day and I need your help. Okay. It's looking like you're holding up cans of are they ale? Are they just beer? Are they one is called Pale Rider. Yep. And the other can turn towards me a bit more Northern Lager. So are these both puns? Is the pale for ale and the lager for, you know, yep. lager? Yep. Okay. Except northern. the Northern Lager isn't a lager. It's, an, it's an ale. Oh. Yeah. It's not a lager. Yeah. That's it's what, a lager. It's an L-O-G-G-E-R. Yep. And he's like, got his axe. I'm a lumber, he's a lumberjack. And he's riding on a bear with moose horns. That's fantastic. So this is our local. Yeah. And this is from Toronto, Am I, I believe. Am I supposed to help you choose? Yeah. So. Well, drink them both. Pale Rider. I don't think so. Okay. Northern Lager. Darren's only going to have one tonight. Go for the Northern Lager. Because it's just like a way cooler can. Have you seen the pictures of Justin Trudeau, our prime minister, wearing a Northern Lager t-shirt? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or at least I heard, heard he about did. that. Yeah. Yep. Here we go. Okay, here we go. Crap. Here we go. And have a sip and a big ah. It's good stuff. So... This is our second time getting together to record about Earth and Sun and Moon. Who would have known you'd go on so long? Yeah, that was a bit of a surprise. I thought that we would be long. Yeah, but not like so su- long that we'd be three hours and 45 minutes in. And saying. And going, oh, well, we got six songs done. That's pretty good. Let's call it a night and come back to it later. <laughs> yeah. And it took us a week because you went off to camp. I went off to camp, but here we are. Let's finish this off tonight. Okay, let's do it. Okay. Oh, break of love. This is a Rob Hurst song. Okay, and this oh, is the one. Oh, you can watch the video. Yep. Okay, so everybody. Yeah. Go to YouTube. Let's watch the video together. Okay. That, yeah. And then then we'll talk about the song. Okay. So what did you think of the video? I don't know what to think about that video. Okay, so so this outbreak of love. Yep. To me, this is like like a novelty song of theirs. This is, I don't say I don't like the song. It is kind of cool. It's got some cool stuff. I put a check mark beside it. That's good. But I put, I gave single check marks to two songs. Ah, uh, yeah, So yeah. this could be like my fourth favorite song. Right. I like this song. Yeah. But yeah, I know where you're going. This I like is... it, but it just, it feels like a novelty song. It's like, this Especially and, when you see the video that they put out for it, it seems like they're just going for the weird hippie. Hey, let's yeah, make we're, a. We're just doing this, the stupid hippie thing. Yep. And uh, yeah, like to me, this is with Bakerman, and this is among their their goofiest songs. You know, it went to number nine in the states. 
That's crazy. He went to 57 in Australia. Rightfully so. It's got a great bass line all the way through, though, eh? Like, again, this is one of those it's, fun, hypnotic... It's a fun song. It's got good bits. Yeah. Yeah. It's just... It's couched in this joke. I got a few neat things that I liked about the song. Go for it. I love Jim's massive organ solo. He's just kind of mashing the keys at the end there. He was mashing them. That was fun. That was fun. You know how I was talking last weekend about the squawks and the honks? Yeah, squawks and honks, yeah. I'm, I'm guessing... That it's yeah. Martin, but I don't know for sure. That'd be nice to think it's Martin. Anyway, whoever's doing the squawking, yeah. they get this really neat stereo squawk, and the echo comes in your other ear. Yeah. And they're kind of doing that a little bit throughout the song. Right. That's a lot of fun to listen to. Yeah. It, you know, this is probably a good moment. Our good friend Andrew Shakespeare yep. makes the point that on this album and Redneck and, oh, maybe on Breathe too, it's hard to tell who's playing what guitars it was easier on in earlier early albums days. and then i think capricornia maybe returns to this idea where there's certain signature sounds and sometimes even with the stereo guitar placement yeah. uh, that you can decide who is who and then follow that through for the rest of the album right uh, reliably so andrew's making the point for a few albums here that becomes more difficult yeah you just don't know yeah Although I guess we'd like to say because Jim is playing so much more organ on this album, you would like to think that Martin's that's doing, Martin doing is doing the majority of the guitars on this yeah, album. And we, and then Jim kind of adds his color, weird sounding guitar stuff. But there's a really odd double kick crash kind of sound. Can I play this for you? I'm not saying that it's a mistake. In fact, I'm sure it's not a mistake. It's just I think it's the only place that he does the weird two kick thing in this song. Bones comes in on it too. I'll, yeah. I'll play it one more time for you. So you hear how Bones says a boo boo. I don't know if you heard that last one. With Bones. Boom boom. On the kick as well. He doubles it. Yeah. So Bones is doing this big slidey thing throughout the song, eh? Yep. We were talking in drums of heaven about that, would you call it, like an Indian-inspired solo, that sitar-type thing? You've got that Eastern solo, like that Eastern sound to the guitar solo in this song as well. And it's almost like a co-solo. It sounds like you've got two guitars interplaying for the solo towards the end of the song there in that Indian... Yeah. Or Eastern European yeah, or like that, Spanish. Yeah, using yeah. A scale. Yeah, it's like that scale. Yeah, using a mm-hmm. scale um, yeah, that seems somewhat foreign to Westerners. Um, yeah, that's right. I called it a super hippie guitar solo. So this whole song is like, I've been watching some Spinal Tap lately again, and oh, a bunch of interviews. I kind of missed this. They got back together again. Not only was there the 80s Spinal Tap, there was the 90s Spinal Tap. Which yeah, where they had the, the, the new album. and Break they got, Like the Wind. Yeah, yeah, and they got everyone to come and help. And then, that's right, and then the 2000s. Did you know they got together yet again and did this album? Maybe I didn't. Back from the Dead. And they didn't make as big a deal about it, but they still did this 
all these interviews where they discussed every song on this Back from the Dead album. I feel like I've heard Back from the Dead, or at yeah. least the title song. Yeah, and it's not a full album of brand new songs. Some of them are variations, cut like they're kind of filling in the mythos. Some of these songs that we know about but never heard a full version of you know, referenced in on the, in the movie or whatever. Sure, sure. Let's talk about Spinal Tap. Yeah. And, um, and so they did a bunch of interviews again to In Character, yeah. which were a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a whole hour's worth of them talking through every song in the album, kind of doing a, a, a coach yeah. uh, about it. And um, But this reminds me, I also watched A Mighty Wind, yeah. which is another movie like Spinal Tap, uh, acceptable folk music and they get together again but the three guys from spinal tap become the folksmen the folks what a name okay so you got spinal tap the same three actors had in a mighty wind yep. they were a, a band called the folksmen yeah and in spinal tap they had a hippie phase where they did a song called listen, listen to what the flower yeah people there's always this say. listen shh Ah. and it has a sitar solo in it right which totally reminds me of this but even more so the folksmen in their history had a, a hippie phase too okay and they did a great song but anyway it's worth if you get the dvd of a mighty wind they have a hippie song with the big uh, lava lamp these giant yep. lava lamps and all this and it has a fantastic ridiculous guitar solo and basically, put those two together and you have Outbreak of Love. That's what it is. So so check that out. If you if you like to have a laugh once in a while, A Mighty Wind, and Spinal Tap, the bonus features have full videos for flower people. I only have one more thing that I want to talk about. I think about music. Yeah. This breath suck in the background vocals around four and a half minutes. Oh yeah! Did you catch it? I don't think it's I pretty that. cool. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to be able to unhear it now. Oh no! It's no. It's, it's cool though. It's going. It's. I'm going to associate it with Pete's disturbing face at the end of the video. No, it's not that bad. Okay, so listen to like Rob, and probably Bones, singing their BGVs here, and then hear how it kind of just gets sucked out of them. It's at the end of, yes I know, oh, and it kind of okay. gets sucked out. I guess so. Yeah, I like it. It seems pretty subtle to me. Yeah, it's not totally in your face, but it's, yeah, it just kind of sucks it away. So you think it was special effects and not just Rob holding his note a little longer and then suddenly stopping or something? That's it's, what... It sounds like there's a lot of echo or, or a lot of delay on the voices, and they just kind of dial it right back and for the end of the line away. there. Yeah. yeah. We did talk about that nice organ solo at 157. Yeah. There's these little uh, bends in the song, guitar bends. Some of them sound kind of like a whale call to me or something. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Oh, and leading up to that hippie guitar solo, I just kind of mentioned that super big slide where the guitar goes like really long. Like it, they just all the way up the neck. Yeah, I like that. There are some nice key changes where it goes 
It's mostly in D major, but has a nice A minor for the bridge. And another thing they do, oh yeah, yeah, Rihanna was talking about this. Okay, um, even though it's in D, you think normally D major is like a pretty boring key. Like you don't expect weird sounds. No, you don't think so? Well, see, I might think so. Okay, so that's that's something weird that I've never got. Like, you know how some people say, oh, well, F minor is the saddest key or whatever. Yeah, Have you yeah. ever heard those kind of things? Oh, yeah. yeah. Speaking of spinal tap, right? B B flat minor, isn't it? That the like, saddest chord. The sad. Well, he's talking about the saddest key, I think. Okay. And that's what he wrote his this really lovely piano piece in. Do you remember that? It's Nigel sitting at the piano playing this really lovely piece, and it's called "Let My Love Pump." <laughs> <laughs> but some people are really serious about this kind of stuff. Oh yeah. Well, even Nigel might be serious about what key he's in, like about. Well, and, and you are too, I think, because you're saying, to you know. To a degree. Yeah, like, I just, like, why is this sadder? Because it's down two semitones, and if we move everything up relatively, it becomes not as sad. Yeah, pe- people who don't just hit things for a living, but <laughs> but actually generate frequencies. I uh, don't get paid very often. Not very to often. Drum. That's, that's true. So people whose hobby isn't just hitting things, but actually try to produce frequencies. I Keep think, working at that. Okay. I think get a little bit more sensitive to the key matters more to them. And like to somebody like Rihanna or uh, uh, my old friend Don Shaver, who is also a very just intuitive musician, mm-hmm. key matters immensely to these people yeah yeah, yeah. and I, i'm kind of halfway and, between and i'm I not do, i don't doubt it i just don't get it yeah you just don't hear it it's just yeah. another let's just make it higher they seem to have a deeper perception yeah. of keys have moods and, and rihanna for sure has favorite keys yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely like I, I guess you know maybe i can work on that yeah yeah it might be something fun for me to try to pay attention to and see if i can gain an appreciation for the yeah. mood of keys. Yeah. So even though it's in boring old D major. <laughs> okay. Um, there's a lot of chords. Bo- and see, I would just equate that to easy old D major. Easy just because it's an easier key to play on the guitar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're borrowing chords from C major. So C major like has obviously C major, the chord. Uh, a minor is the relative minor mm-hmm. and F major. And so normally D major does not have an A minor, a C major or an F major. Okay. They're like minor keys or, um, but this, this song has them basically it, it, it's a D major song, but it has all kinds of other unusual chords for it. And there's uh, a plagal cadence that goes from F to C. That's then, not the Amen, is it? It is the Amen. Hey. So it's doing an Amen from the key of C and then bringing that D major back in. Boring and, old D major. Yeah, but doing that makes that D major sound really like bright. Like it just makes it, 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 it amps it up. It, uh, yeah? Yeah, normally an F to C could go to like a D minor. See, again, key changes. I get it. I don't get how it could... Like, I get that, oh, let's go up a key, let's modulate, and it kind of, it it brings the whole thing up, it amps it up, it's like a change in excitement, 
how does it brighten that particular key? It's the same stuff, just higher. <laughs> well, the F to C, you could often go to like a D minor, but then instead when you play that D major to say, hey, we are in D here, that like obviously playing a major where you expect a minor will sure. give it yeah. a, a brighter yeah. sound. Yeah. And the F and C, the F and C <laughs> further adds to that that anticipation. It makes it even more. I'm just a drummer. Okay, that's enough talking about the song I don't like all that. I do like it. And you know what? I was, I was supposed to be, I thought, oh, Robin's going to talk about keys and stuff for a while. I'll just refresh myself on the lyrics yeah. so I can help. Yeah. But I forgot to. But that's okay because there's not a lot of lyrics to this song. No. So, what do you think this song is about? Like, it, it opens with a line of, the end of the beginning. Well, you know, okay, so we were driving in the car today yeah. to go get groceries, and I put on the second half of Earth, Sun, and Moon so I could have a listen to it before we did our podcast. And my eldest son was sitting in the back listening along. He said, you know, Dad, the end of the beginning, that's just the middle. The end of the beginning is the middle, and the beginning of the end is also the middle. Yeah. 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 So that's good. He's thinking about these things. Yeah. But you asked me what I think it's about. Yeah. The end of the beginning of the outbreak of love. Love is about to explode onto the scene. Yeah. And so the dark forces that oppose love are attacking it. Yeah, there is this apocalyptic imagery in this that ties in with Drums of Heaven. Mm Mm-hmm. So I don't know if there is anything deliberate, like the sky comes falling down on me tonight, yep. the end of the beginning, um, the, yeah, the sharks coming up to feed, of course, reminds me a bit of a feeding frenzy. Or maybe that's Pete just wanting to go surfing and... So, yeah, one side is that this might be kind of an apocalyptic song again mm-hmm. about things being set right at the end of time mm-hmm. or something like that. And then the other side makes me think that this is uh, a weird song about sex. Yeah. What do you think of the last line of the song then? But I'm not, not in the, in the mood. mood. Yeah. That's. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not in the mood. I'm not in the mood. Yeah. I don't think that they would just be writing a song about sex. I don't know. What? It seems a little too lowbrow. <laughs> That's why it seems like a novelty song to me. Yeah. It's, it's, it's it seems goofy. Um, yeah, I, I guess like I'm, what I'm I not was in thinking... the mood is, is a f- very famous expression. Do you think they would accidentally? Yeah. No, I, I guess not, eh? It's a short song. There's not a lot to it. No, lyrically, there's not a lot to it. Maybe it is more of a throwaway than other songs. It's not a true Ganini. It's weird. This it's is a long song musically. It's yeah. just not long lyrically. Yeah. It's over five minutes, but... And this is a Rob song. It doesn't seem like a Rob song. Like, what? what's he trying to hit us over the head with? I like Rob songs. Yeah. And so when I say, what's he trying to hit us over the head with? Usually it's, you know, pretty straightforward. Yeah, usually You're it's pretty... You're saying that usually his songs are discernible. They are yeah. not... Yeah, yeah. They are not inscrutable. I like that word. It was a good word. I think maybe it was just about falling in love that I was thinking about. Maybe this was the point. Maybe he's just kind of writing about the point where he realizes he is falling in love. Yeah, I, I could take it as it being about the dangers of relationships, like like the maybe Rob's being through more of them than 
anybody else in the band for all we know mm-hmm. and that you know maybe some of them have at led him to <laughs> at least um and and maybe he's found that he's been led into more trouble mm. in life as a result is that enough of that sure is okay I'm sure you remember do you remember in the valley in the valley so we were talking about this earlier and i don't know whether it's gonna make it into the edit or not but this really is a strummer oh yeah yeah the real thing version of in the valley starts with this quiet piano intro yeah and that was stuck in my head for some reason yeah instead of yes this is a very strummy song yeah acoustic guitar strumming and that's got either a mandolin or the capoed guitar yeah, yeah. a little bit of violin in there that's right and this is in b major mm-hmm and the one interesting twist in the song is that they often are playing a C sharp major. That's like the second of the scale, a chord built on the second. Normally, that's a minor. Like if if you're if you've got a song B. I'm sorry, I just tuned out when you started saying <laughs> what key it's in. Keys. No, no, I want to know. Okay, <laughs> what key is this in? So this this song is in B major. Okay, and so going up one from the root. Yeah, or nor- from the. Normally, your second chord in. Like when you're playing B major, yep. your second chord would be a C sharp minor. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second and third chords are both minor. Yep. Uh, but they're putting a C sharp major in okay. to give it a. It gives it like a brighter again oh, a more lift, of a lift. Yeah. A bit of a lift. Yep. So that's the only interesting thing that they're doing. Uh, another. That's it. Well, yeah. Nothing that, else interesting. That is the one, as far as music theory goes. Oh, okay. Yeah. That is the one interesting yeah. thing. I guess what I'm saying is that the oils almost never do three chord, four chord songs. Yeah. Simple. They, there's almost always a musical twist. Yeah. I think Jim just won't live with it. Like probably Pete or Rob brings three or four chord songs to the band. Mm-hmm. And Jim almost certainly goes. Here's something to make it a little more interesting. Yeah. Let's do this little thing yeah. to it. To, to what do you think it, of this? Hey, yeah. Jim, you're a genius. Jim, the genius. This has actually got surprisingly a groovy bass line, mm-hmm. and, and this song is more upbeat than we give maybe than I gave it credit for. Yeah, I remember you talking about after we saw it in Toronto. Yeah, in Toronto they really rocked it up, mm-hmm. and uh, one of our faithful listeners found us a, an older recording of them doing a really rocking version of it from early mm, too. Right, even maybe around ninety two or ninety three when they were playtesting. Uh, this song still when they're still developing it and it was it was quite rocking then there's a couple fun little drum bits in this song just a little bit of rolling on the snare there and also in that section uh, there's a electric guitar that is very similar to what we hear in blue sky mining uh, like river runs red oh yeah Uh, that kind of intense shall we play it again so I could hear it yeah yeah Yeah, there's like an electric back. It's not right at the front. It's not. Su- yeah, I do this rapid strumming. Yeah. Back at about 135, uh, there was some surprisingly rocking drums. The whole chorus is kind of yeah. rocking more than you might expect. Yeah, like just a fun little syncopated kind of thing going on there. Yeah. Yeah. 
getting the backbeat going. Yeah, and this also has uh, an interesting baseline that kind of reminds me of the River Runs Red baseline, but sped up obviously. And it's emphasizing the seventh of the scale a lot too. Again, Bones playing around the two frets either side of his root note. Oh, my father went down with the curse of big cities. Traffic tiles and dead There's either strings or woodwinds that come in around 253. It's mm-hmm. actually hard to tell. It's funny how strings and woodwinds, you wouldn't expect them to be difficult to pick apart, but... I think that's a violin. Yeah, probably. <laughs> You've convinced me. By my pantomime yeah, violin. Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, because there's violin earlier in the song. Yeah. Like when you were talking about it, the intro with the mandolin and stuff like that. I think there's violin there. So it would make yeah. sense that the violin comes back. Yeah. As far as the other option for that sound you were saying was woodwinds. I'm thinking like maybe a flute or something like that. But do the oils very often use woodwinds? Like, I'm trying to think. Flutes? No. I can't think, I can't of, think of any. No. Like, they had the the Japanese band. Yeah. For and, and maybe there was some th- oboes. And, like, what, maybe Bakerman or something has. Yeah, yeah, and Bakerman. That kind of stuff, clarinets and stuff like that. Yeah. Clickety-clack. Clickety-clack, that's right. <laughs> so, no, I don't think there's a lot of woodwinds overall, yeah. but... It, it could happen. But th- this song really does have a lot of orchestra to it. It, mm-hmm. it's, it mm-hmm. really does well up. Um, around 320, they do jump into that C-sharp major key. They actually go to a ch- key change. If you could play from 320 to 330, because there's a bass fill I love at 331, too. Okay. Yeah, the end of it. The doom, 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 doom. Yep, there's yep, that that's cool. good bass fill. And okay, during that, there was more... I not hearing what was going on before that then, like the 10 seconds before that? Because it just sounded like he was just a boom, 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 boom. Well, yeah, it was the bass. It was the, oh. it was a nice key change. That whole thing was in a different key. Oh, I sorry. I thought I was listening for a bass line. No, no, it was just, there was a nice bass fill yeah. in the middle At, there. Yeah. But that whole part lifts up. Yeah. It goes from B to C sharp. Okay. Major. And then there's those nice little guitar arpeggios. And there's that nice bass fill. And that all lifts. And then it kind of does this nice walk back down to B. About the hope. I hope that yeah. these things. So yeah. It's, the, it, it's a lift. That's right. For those parts. And okay. we're calling that the bridge? Yeah, we'll call that. The, I, I think yeah. it's a bridge. Okay. Uh, around four minutes then. There is a big drum fill there. Um, it's mostly on the high toms and, and the snare. And actually, towards the end of the album, there's a lot of just snare work and or and or high tom work. Um, so this is the first time I'm noting it. Rob, I'll say it again, he's not all over the kit, but he's just providing us with a little bit of interest this time, just on the snare and the high tom. So the meaning. Um, let's talk about the end. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because the end's kind of cool. Oh, yeah, it does that sustained. Yeah, it, it ends on the B major. That's the key it's in. 
Is this what you're talking about? But it adds the seventh in the organ. The organ comes in yeah. and turns into a seven chord. Okay. And and maybe that's a way of explaining what I'm hearing, but I don't know exactly what they're doing. It's like one line kind of keeps on going higher and higher with the violin, and then the other line with the guitar maybe is going lower and lower, like they're kind of diverging, but they're making this really neat kind of sound. were going higher. higher and higher the guitars were coming down Piano's going lower and then and lower. they together just play this nice resolved b major chord but they won't let you stay there and then they just stay there for a couple seconds and then the organ goes and adds that seven okay chord to yeah. make it not so resolved yeah. after all but yeah but it is a very pleasing ending it's very orchestral this song really reminds me of blue sky mining in a good way mm-hmm uh, and I'm hearing all kinds of little, the kind of details that Blue Sky Mine did do well, mm-hmm. uh, I'm hearing used to good purpose in this song with a, a little bit of a faster beat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> too. yeah, that's right. So there's there's a lot of, of story oh, to yeah. this song. Is this ever? Like, like we pull out Pete's family biography here. Yeah, we, we don't have to go super in it, but why don't you give us the quick version of... Well, I might miss some of it. But, yeah, you, you make but your here try. We go. As far as Pete's family biography goes, it talks about his grandfather dying. Yeah. It talks about his father dying. Yep. It talks about his mom dying. Yes. And, and, and the, the situations that are involved. His grandfather dying on a Japanese prisoner of war ship uh, that was sunk. In the Montevideo. Yeah, the Montevideo Maru. Maru. His father. Okay, now, I don't know the full story of his father, but it sounds to me like he was just like a real hard worker in the city and... I'm yeah. guessing maybe his heart gave out on him or something like that. Yeah, he just yeah, kind of some... overworked and and died. Yeah. And then talks about his grandmother a bit. Um, or, or No, wait. just just his mother. I his think. mother, yeah. yeah. But then the house fire kind of gets in there yeah. uh, with the, the swift arm from Hades, I think, you know. Uh, yeah, it's actually the stiff arm Yeah, from the Hades. stiff arm from yeah. Hades, that's right, yeah. The family home burned down. Pete got home during the fire. Yeah. and knew his mother was in there and I think even tried, but it was just like it was on fire and, yeah. and could not save her. Uh, and he was under the understanding that his brothers were in there too mm-hmm. and shortly after found out they weren't home. Mm-hmm. And so it would have been he lost all his family, but he lost his mother uh, and then became kind of uh, even more responsible for his two brothers, mm-hmm. his younger brothers. Yeah. So the song is talking about all these deaths in Peter's life in particular. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, this is a very personal song mm-hmm. for them to write. This is really the song I think he's talking about. There's probably other personal mm-hmm. references in the yep. album. But yep. This one in particular is really about Pete's story. Yeah. So yeah, all, all this death. Uh, when my mother went down, it was a stiff arm from Hades. Hades being another name from, for hell or for, yeah. for, for from, from evil, you know, yeah. uh, the stiff arm is actually like a football reference. Yeah. 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 When successfully done, uh, you can just stick out that straight arm 
and, and just, just lock it that's out. A good block, and just you just block that guy. He just drops. But yeah. I mean, this turn time, and, and I believe Pete loves Aussie Rules football. Like okay. that is that is his sport. Okay, to follow. Yeah. So all this is couched in some more very biblical this is language. Yeah, Psalm twenty three. This is Psalm twenty three. That's right, a famous Psalm of David. Uh, Even though I walk through the darkest valley, uh, I will feel fear no evil. Or though I walk yeah. through the shadow, the valley of the, the valley shadow of, of death. The shadow of death. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's um, David uh, in the Bible wrote many psalms. Psalms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a super famous one. Yeah. Um, that that Pete is referring to here. Yeah, and it's and it's not so much that you know walking through the valley of the shadow of death is this terrible awful thing although it is yeah when david is writing about this he's talking about god being with him there and protecting him and bringing him comfort and that is also echoed in the song here yeah the really blatant line is mercy's arms all around me when i was down there yeah yeah and so that's also so this is uh i think very clearly pete uh writing about uh, how he found comfort mm-hmm. and some peace. Yeah. These uh, these horrible deaths happened in his family, and part of how he got through these experiences yeah. was was through some kind of faith. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The bridge. I hope virtue brings its own reward. I hope the pen is mightier Mightier. than any Any sword. sword, That seems to me to be a little bit of a departure from the whole Psalm 23. Like following that straight on, like there's the biography, there's all these deaths. This is how Pete found comfort in the midst of these deaths. And then there's this bridge. Again, it's it's a hopeful kind of thing though. It's almost like he's taking a look at his ancestors and then he's taking a look at the generations that are going to come like his children yeah, yeah. his children yeah yeah um, you know i hope the kids will take it slow yeah um i hope that and then he even looks towards his whole country yeah yeah just all the future yeah australians and yeah yeah it's it's this is a great song yeah before taking a real good think through it and, and look at all the lyrics it's like man this is a tragic s- song it shows a, a lot of strength for him to want to share this kind of stuff with folks and just be open about it but now we can now we see a little bit more of all the hope that's behind it so it's not as morbid and death focused but it's more hope focused and yeah it it just makes it so much of a better song even for me yeah yeah really like it a lot yeah uh pete changes uh his lines towards the end when the, he revisits the chorus and it's in the valley i walked i i was down and i yep. crawled Oh, and that, that's when it comes to that mercy's arms yes. all around me. When I was down there, kind of implying that he's in a better in a better place now, like in a better Yeah. He's he's not lost in the in the dark valley anymore. He has received some peace and some comfort. Yeah. Our friend Nancy sent a link to the oils from this era performing on a UK song. It's something like Jewels. Did, did you get watching oh, that? No, it was, I didn't. Oh, okay. You shouldn't tell her that. Oh, she yeah, did. that's right. That was the homework she That was assigned. the homework, and you didn't do it? Oh, I'm so- Well, I did, Nancy. I'm sorry, Nancy. <laughs> so, 
I, I didn't get looking into Jules. It, it was a very good performance of, uh, I think it was three songs uh, from, from Earth, Sun, and Moon. But I should have looked into this. I'm sure this Jules guy is really somebody in the UK. Yep. He, he was, um, it's like he's like the host of a show that has a bunch of bands come on yeah. in this big studio. And it's like the oils were set up there. Was it the oils on one side of the stage yeah. and this other band on the other side of the well, stage? Yeah, there might be three bands on the stage. I watched and, this. And Jules in the middle with his piano. Of course, we're only seeing, this is an edit of the show. It's probably like an hour long show. The oils got like three songs, but these other bands probably got three songs or other, okay. and not even necessarily bands, like acts, like, yeah, like okay. other kinds of music that Performers. don't fall into rock. Okay. Still music, but maybe very serious jazz musicians or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Jules seems to be a very skilled, I should give some, some respect because I guess some people probably really know this guy. Yeah. Uh, Jules seemed pretty disenchanted by the, like, okay. almost like this wasn't really his thing, but okay. he was giving them a chance. Didn't yep. seem too impressed by the oils, even though mm. I thought they're giving a fantastic performance. But maybe that's just his character or yep. whatever. Yeah, and at the end, he was kind of like, he had all the bands come out. Okay, let's play the song. And he just went to work on his piano. Yeah. Uh, and just, you see the oils standing there and these other these other musicians that I didn't recognize. Um, but Jules did open for In the Valley, and he said something, it was pretty simple, but he said, this is a song about Peter's family. Or something like that. He he gave, okay. this, he gave the simple intro, but it seemed to me that this was something that meant more to this Jules guy than the rest of their songs. Like he kind of mm. he kind of dug this one. Shall we put a link to that in our show notes? Yes, we definitely should. And, and thank you again, Nancy. And everyone can do my homework for me. <laughs> That's right. Moving on. Well, you are moving on to number two. I am. <laughs> Pale Rider. This is going to be a two beer night. This is our first two beer night for you. Uh, it is while recording the podcast. The Northern Dar- Lager. Darren's is... great about justifying these things. He does. He pulls out this alcohol math whenever. <laughs> what? It involves percentages and averages and what other people in other countries do. This is number two. <laughs> See, <laughs> it's alcohol math. This happens. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. Tell us more. I'm a big boy. <laughs> And I'm in my own home. I am safe. I'm not going to be driving anywhere. Somehow Darren's tried to justify this. (laughs) I'm not asking for any justification at all. I'm just... (laughs) Let's let's enjoy a pale rider from Amsterdam Brewery. Comfortable Place on the Couch is not brought to you by Amsterdam Brewery, nor is it brought to you by Sleeping Giant Brewing Company. Justin Trudeau is brought to you by Sleeping Giant Brewery. But if anybody is interested in sending me beer to drink on the show. Oh boy. What a gig that would be. Wouldn't that be great? I don't think they can mail alcohol from Australia to... Oh, sure you can. Are you allowed to? Yeah. Just stick in the mail and that's that? There's a contact form on the website. Get in touch with me. Send me your favorite beer. Darren will work it out. We'll drink it on the show. I'll let you know what it's like, what I think of it. We'll have a good time. <laughs> this We'll have a good time. <laughs> this is going to be a new feature on Comfortable Place on the Couch. It's, it's probably going to cost like 20 bucks to mail a can of beer from Australia. At least 20 bucks. Mail a couple. Oh, this is nice. Mail a couple. <laughs> that Make will it. lower the price per can. Yeah. 
I think I like the northern lager better, but this is nice. Oh, this actually, huh, and this is a lager. Okay, the northern lager is, is an ale. A, is an ale, and the pale Now, lager. Robin, you know the difference between ales and lagers, right? Ales are top fermented. Yes. Lagers are... Bottom fermented. That's right. So this is a cleaner tasting. You can The hops are yeah. really coming through here. El Dorado and Amarillo hops. And here I was thinking that both were puns. See, I was I was with it enough to think that pale rider is probably ale. Like a pale ale, yeah. yeah. It's not. And uh It's a nicely hopped lager though. Good. But yeah. The northern is better. The northern I, I prefer the northern. It's not a lager. Yeah. It's well, only he, he's a lumberjack. Here's some beer math for you. Four point two percent alcohol should, by volume. Maybe I should have called it beer math. Beer math is even funnier than alcohol math. So, mm. yeah. see, I'm the comedy on the podcast. Here comes Darren's. Yeah, I still think the whole concept behind beer math is pretty funny, even if you didn't think it was. Okay, tell me the truth, Darren. You know what? In the valley. Yeah. Great song. Yeah. And then the album just ever so slightly kind of goes downhill yeah tell me the truth and whatever that last song on the album is yeah <laughs> now or neverland yeah i don't dislike them they're just not that remarkable the album does finish weekly yeah compared to the strength of the rest of it it is and maybe it's because it's such a strong album up until this point yeah tell me the truth tell me the truth darren so it starts at the beginning Pete's got this. Starts at the <laughs> yeah. Pete's got this. Come on, come on, come here, come here. What is he saying? Sounds like he's calling a dog. Okay. What's that? What's his line at the beginning? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I actually don't know. Is it in the lyric sheet? No, this it's not. It's just one of these making. things that he's saying. Yeah. Gotta get through that extended intro. Come, come, come on. Come, come, come. Come on, come on, come on, boy. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like he's calling a dog. Hey, you know what? I think I was too wholeheartedly. I actually like Tell Me the Truth a fair bit. And oh, okay. I, I, and this decline you're talking about, not to get ahead of ourselves, yeah. it happens later. <laughs> it happens after <laughs> it Tell happens Me the Truth? after the Tell Me the Truth. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but anyway. Yeah. Okay, to... so like the intro is fun. There's And, yeah. and like there's lots of fun uh, snare fills going on there so yeah. i should be enjoying that yeah. um there's this really fuzzy lots of fuzz on the love guitar. the fuzz on this album yeah. love the fuzz on this song yeah it opens in a major that very beginning a very happy key it does and then an it takes, exciting key it takes the shift to f sharp minor Ooh. for the riff yeah oh and so that that's a minor riff in that and how should that make us feel that's where it gets more ominous that's mm. where it gets darker okay yeah, and definitely that nice noisy guitar riff. It's chromatic, and there's some good phasey guitars that mm -hmm. come in about 55 seconds yeah, in. Yeah. Uh, phasing is when they you take like all sounds have this kind of have, have a wave to them. If you plot them on a chart, mm -hmm. you can see that there's a wave to them, and when you take double that wave, uh, when you slide two copies of that sound top of one another the peaks and the so valleys basically what you're doing is you're you're making a, a delay of yeah, it yeah and you're kind of sliding you're making the delay a little bit 
longer, and then you're tightening it back up again. Yeah, you slide it back. See back. how I'm making my hand motions? Yeah, you do it in a different way than I do. And For me, time goes along the Z-axis. Are you looking down the Z-axis right now, Darren? X? No, that's Y. <laughs> y? I can tell you had two. Z. Yeah. Would you disagree that Z should be from See, me to you? Now we're in beer geometry. <laughs> And it's mixing up your X and Y axis. It's beer math. It's to beer be math. To be fair, math was never my strong suit. <laughs> so you'll have to forgive me one beer or two. One if beer I get at my a time. X or Y axis For, is wrong. Forgiving you one beer at a time. Okay. I think that's funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. And then so by sliding these two waveforms back and forth in time. They add together and you get peak, extra peaks and valleys that emphasize certain frequencies and certain things. So mm -hmm. anyway, that's what's going on. That's a long, sorry, that's a long thing. I just don't think we talked, have we talked about phasey guitars before? I don't think we have. Yeah, that's what's going on yeah. there. Phase, flange. Yeah. What's it, phase and flange are very closely related. Yeah, and you know what? I don't think I can give a good explanation of the difference between okay. them. Then it goes to D major for the chorus. Why don't you tell me? And then about you, and then about you, it goes from there. It's holding an F sharp major chord or an F sharp like five, like a five chord. About you, and then it goes about you again, but it yep. goes to the minor. Do you hear that minor yeah, shift? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. You, it's a different and sound. And that's at about one eighteen. Okay, is that what you're looking for? Well, and then you get this this guitar riff comes in. Yes. And it's almost got like a superhero-y kind of theme song <laughs> Oh, play sound it for me. me. One, well, let's hear that key change at about 118. Okay, and then we'll go into the riff and at then around hear that riff and hear the 121. Yeah, it's only seconds later. Could that be like 1960s Batman or something yeah, like that? Yeah, it, it is a Batman-esque riff. Yeah, yeah. definitely. That, yeah, that's cool key change yeah, coming into right. that. And then mm -hmm. it shifts to B major of all things. Well, and just before that, yeah. we mentioned at the beginning there's lots of toms going on. But at 2.15, he really starts wailing on the high-pitched snare. Like when... There's a video about Rob's kit. Like if you were to, to Google Rob's drum kit to try to get information about his drum kit, it's hard to find information. Yeah. But he's put up a video about the kit that he uses with the Ghost Riders. Yeah, or no, the, the, ba Riders? the Backsliders. The Backsliders. Yeah. My mistake. One of his other bands. Yes. And he's got yes. um, a piccolo snare, um, one of those really, um, it's not deep, it's shallow. Yeah. And it's very high pitched. Yeah, it was a fun video. I really liked watching that. Yeah. One. Okay. And you know, you know the little hi hats that he has on there. Yeah. Remember, we were talking about ice bells and bells, like way, way back, like well, are we talking about maybe a dozen episodes ago. Little splashes. Not to little splash drum. Um, he uses them as hats. Oh, like so tiny little hats on his on his backsliders kit, and like they're like these exaggerated bells, and um, they're like very, they look very handmade kind of thing. So these are like these bells. And so when we were talking about ice bells way, way back in the day, yeah. those are kind of those things. But he's got this piccolo snare for his kit there, a very high-pitched snare. I doubt that he's switching out snares. 
yeah. for when he's doing stuff like this. Maybe he's got like a piccolo on the side that he does some rolls and stuff on as well. Yeah. But um, he gets some really high-pitched stuff going on here at around just before the spot that you're talking about. Why don't you So I'll say that's definitely not a piccolo snare. I don't know why I wrote that down on my notes. I think it's I didn't a, write I th- piccolo snare. I, I just like wrote down high pitched snare. Oh, I thought it was like a tambourine or something that he's doing all. Oh that yeah, there's with, a lot of tambourine stuff going on there. But there's like he's well. rolling. He's just hammering away on a snare there cool. as well too. Yeah. Yeah, in that um, backsliders video, Rob talk like often they perform as a duo. Have okay. you ever have you ever heard them? Because I I really like them. We could do an episode for. Yeah, I'm buying everything that they made at this point. Yeah. yeah, like in my in my hiatus from the oils, I didn't pick up all the yeah, material I, that these I, guys I kept were buying doing. Yeah, all their solo stuff, sometimes at great expense. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting for the backsliders kit, which he did, he did spell out. I think is different than his midnight, main midnight oil kit yeah. uh, for the purpose. But it's often uh, Dom Turner, I believe, is his name. Uh, who plays slide guitar Mm -hmm. and sings. Mm -hmm. And he's got like usually this thick, nasty guitar sound, like a good Mm -hmm. good kind of nasty. Yeah. But they don't have a bass player. Okay. So Rob deliberately has his kit with very little middle because Dom, that's what the guitar is doing. The Dom is the uh, the voice and the guitars are in the middle frequencies. Okay. So Rob has a really big old uh, kick drum that he made as rumbly and low as he could mm-hmm. to take the because there isn't a bass player and he's got all these various high sounding yeah. toys to play for that high end stuff so yeah. so that's a, a deliberate choice for that band yep stale the middle rob does low and high big tangent okay that was a big tangent for something that wasn't even a high-pitched snare nope nice way to mislead us bones gets to play a bit of melody there's some more uh, bendy guitars towards the end. Mm-hmm. I like this ending. I th- it sounds to me like Rob dropping the tambourine. Oh, yeah, at the end. That's what yeah. it is, for sure. Yeah. I'm sorry, you just blasted through stuff there. Sorry, that was kind of the end. You, you tell me what else. Uh, just a couple little points. There's a really great delivery of how can you, and for one of the how can you tell me. Here, let me just play for you. Yeah, great yeah. delivery there. Yeah, well, and that's where Rob starts singing, too. He's doing the tell me the truth. He's, he's Tell singing. me. Yeah, it sounds like Rob. And then for a song that I thought was, you know, just kind of reclining into the distance here. Yeah, it's kind of funny how you had a negative view about the song. I think no, no, I didn't have a negative. I don't dislike it. I just think that it peaked within the valley, and now we're kind of trailing off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. Yeah, like I guess I like in the valley better than this, but. Yeah. Okay. Good. Well, I'm glad you agree okay, by me. that. Okay. If that's all we're measuring, okay. We'll listen for the bass melody and then we'll listen to the syncopated delivery of About You. Did we get your little bass? Yeah, it was under, it was hard to hear, but it's going do, 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 kind of thing. And. Those bendy guitars were starting to start there. Too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, this big uh, swirly guitar thing happening towards the end. Yeah, yeah, the bendy guitars and then the tambourine drop. Yet again, the truth theme. Yeah. Truth yeah, comes that's up right. so yep. many times on this album. Yep. Uh, this song's all about it. 
So Dhaka is mentioned right at the beginning of the song. Mm-hmm. The largest city in Bangladesh. Yep. Um, a new crop of aerials in Dhaka and Canberra. I'm saying that wrong. Can- Canberra. 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 Yeah, Why don't no you canna. spell it that way? If you want me to pronounce it that way. Send hate mail. So yeah, tying together Dhaka and Canberra. So obviously uh, Canberra being Australia's capital city. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where so being the political center mm-hmm. and Dhaka being this huge city in Bangladesh, so I didn't actually find out what the real connection there. Presumably, some political thing happened, and they're looking for the truth. So, in broad strokes, what's the song about? Trying to get the truth out of somebody. Why don't you tell me? Yeah, there, there's a lie. There's something needs to be revealed. Mm-hmm. Uh, given the Canberra reference, it sounds like it's political. Yeah, or it, like maybe it's asking the country. Is this another one of those Australia, what are you about type songs? And and so what I was wondering was, was the question being asked between two people or two groups of people so that we can understand each other, where we're coming from? Or is this a type of question that's being asked, like I might ask you so that you can understand yourself? So that you can, you can see what, like I'm, you know, tell me the truth. Maybe you don't even realize what the truth is. Let's talk about this kind of thing. Yeah. Some people tell me stories. Wasting all my time. Wasting all my time. Some trying, not receiving. And this, again, remember you were talking about the sending and receiving of signals. Yeah, another reference, yeah. Not receiving someone else's lies. It's my time. Yes, it's my time. I was just wondering if this was like a song about Australia, again, trying to come to grips with its identity. Is it maybe looking at the issue that was brought up in Truganini as far as its own sovereignty, its standing on its own outside of the crown? I'm not sure. And, and maybe it, it kind of contrasts trying to work towards that with the folks who are just either indifferent to or ignoring that, or maybe it's another issue that I don't know this one. Yeah. What's what's going on? Uh, this line, I believe we're crossing the Great Ravine. If if, if we're crossing the Great Ravine, yep. tr- we're, we're getting to a better place. You know, we're, we're... Yeah, it could be. Like when I, when you were just bringing that up, I was thinking about, well, this is kind of like a moment of not turning back. Like if you get across to that side, like this is a Great Ravine. If you're taking the effort to cross over to the other side, it's not a point where you're going to turn back and come back after the fact. Yeah. Uh, still yearning, halfway a stranger. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Still yearning. Yeah. Uh, it it's about making progress in some sort of way. Yeah. Trying to get come to, the to truth. some sort of understanding. Yeah, understanding. I don't. But know, we don't guys. know particularly. Maybe there is. Australia and Bangladesh have some history that we're unaware of. Yeah. And um, yeah. there's something needs to be resolved there. Okay, this is a Garrett Bajini song. Now we know. Yep. We're okay. not meant to understand it. So I I do like this song. Yeah, I like it. I, musically, I like it. And I guess I find it interesting. I find it kind of intriguing, but it's a mysterious mm. song to me. Yeah. The liner notes have the lyrics in a slightly different order. And so I just wanted to make sure that 
the album actually had Now or Neverland as the last track. And it does. Slide the vinyl back into its sleeve. Crinkle, crinkle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those kind of bags, yeah. Yeah. Another copy of Breathe went up for sale on Discogs. Oh. This one only 55 euros. Did I tell you that last time we were recording? I think you did. Yeah. Okay. Send beer and vinyl copies of Breathe to yeah. Darren Folds. Contact me oh. online. While you're doing all that crinkling, I looked up. Peter Garrett has said, tell me the truth is about the media. It's the media he oh, wants the okay. truth from. There you go. But Where'd you find that? On the internet. So I could believe that it is about the media not telling the truth about events in Canberra and in Bangladesh. Well, Pete. Okay, Pete. Thanks, Pete. Darren, now or never land. Yeah, so... It's not a great closer. I don't really... This is probably... I'm not going to pick this as my favorite one. This is my least favorite song on the album. I don't hate it. Nope. But I think this is my least favorite. You know what I like about this song? What? Okay, so Rob's playing his drums. He's got the ride going on. Yeah. I like that when Rob plays his drums. Yeah, it's a good start. But he's got like extra cymbals layered over top that he can't be playing as he's playing his main rhythm. And so he's got the... We're going to call them splashes. Yeah. Because there's a little bit of a, a liquid water theme going on throughout the song. So yeah. we're going to call them, they could be crashes, they could be splashes. Um, and and they seem to be quite filtered to some of the higher frequencies. And, and they're stereo panned in each ear. And uh, so in the verses of the song, you can hear these. Hear how it went from one ear to the other? Patoo! So that's worth listening to. Okay. Yeah. That, that's the good part. Yep. So this does sound like a closing song. Like, it makes sense that they put it at the end. Yeah? To me. Oh, yeah. Okay, sure. Tell me why. Just how it goes on and on, and they bring out they bring out the people. Don't you want to finish strong with a song that you like? It's like, wow, that was a great album. I want more. It's yeah, like, I not like, yeah, I can't wait for this one to be over. It just. I'm not saying that I can't wait for this one to be over. It has it has characteristics that belong to the class of songs that are album closers. Okay. It doesn't satisfy all requirements for being a great album closer, but it it sounds like okay. an album closer to me. Hmm. Okay, what I do like about it, mm-hmm. I like the bass intro. Yep. And it's a lot like Feeding Frenzy, which opened the album. So yep. in that way, it's kind of a nice full circle thing. Yep. Let's give him some slidey bass. Sure. And it's got that nice little, oh, he's doing his minor seventh thing yet again. The space riff's in E. Okay. And so he'll slide down to D. And he does a nice little thing that I find it hard to actually pull off. Why don't you play that little intro? Because you know what? That's the good part of this song as far as I'm concerned. This song does sum up the bass playing on this album. Mm. It's all about the seconds. Seconds up, seconds down. That whole riff is that is what it is. Cool. Okay. Yep. It's, it's a nice, crunchy kind of sounding bass. I like it. 
Yeah, and it sounds like he's got uh, an octave kind of thing going on there instead of a chorus. Okay. It feels to me like there are two bass notes being played there. Are you hearing them? I want to listen to it again then. It's worth listening to that again then. Okay. Did you hear two notes at once there? Just that for that slide up kind of thing there. Yeah, Yeah. that sounded neat. Yeah. Yeah, that could be. Yeah, and then the keys, it's got a nice groove. It starts off. Yeah. This song starts off okay. Yep. I think it goes it goes downhill as we go on. Okay. It's got the big sing-along. I was going for my walk this evening, and I was singing along to the song. Yeah. I don't hate it. No, I don't hate it either. Yeah. I, I was singing along to it. Yeah. Yeah. You were. I think I sang along with it sometime, yeah. too. But yeah, whatever. It's got it's got one of those backwards solos, those whatever they are, the Indian gypsy kind of sounding. Yeah, it's got one of those solos. Is it just me starting to pick up on this kind of thing or I noticed a couple like different kind of count what I think are counter melodies in the guitar parts in the song. Oh, okay. Shall I play you them and yeah, you can you tell can. me what you think? Yeah. little snare fill hey you know what tone fill i'm gonna go back on this a bit more i like most of this song okay i just don't like where it goes at the end i just don't like that yeah so what is that is that i don't know is that some south pacific singing is that like some cultural appropriation going on here okay because what what this song does mention is the south pacific yeah let's talk about the song I find it amusing that, that Pete sings, I grew tall in this lucky land. It's like, yeah, you did grow tall. You're a tall man. <laughs> you are a really tall man. And he says, uh, lucky land. Mm-hmm. Uh, which it's another course, one of these lucky countries. Yeah, this, this is, is Australia. You are, you got some good stuff going on for you. Yeah. Like you've got a great natural resources. You've got great geography. Yeah. 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 This is this is a good place to be. That's why you know people calling it lucky country. Yeah, the lucky country. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So it's the same idea as that. Yeah. So he's referring to that, but yeah, there's needles in the sand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so this is another one of these kind of contrasts, or at least uh, that actually I forgot to emphasize in this third third episode. I was earlier in the first two episodes. I think I was bringing up some of these contrasts yeah. or these. Yeah. It's this, but. Yep. This versus that. That's right. You've got like the inside problems and the outside problems. Yeah. There's needle and sand. Uh, there's there's a pushing and a shoving on the throne tonight, which kind of reminds me of the arm wrestling on the altar. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. From Diesel. Yep. Oh, yeah. I had to look up the steps. There's a reference to mm-hmm. the steps. And those are like our prairie, what we call yeah. Saskatchewan, the prairies. Yeah, it's kind of like the... the not necessarily the foothills of the mountain, but like higher arid yeah. lands. Yeah, we it call, could be prairies. Yeah, yeah. That apparently what we call prairies okay. are what the Australians call the steppes. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they're more or less synonymous. You know what line I like from this song? No. Look out, Mammon's Bastard Son. Mm. And if you go back two episodes when we started talking about this album, yeah. when we were talking about Feeding Frenzy, 
and we were talking about, you know, what that was about. And I was putting out that, you know, maybe this is like greed personified, oh, yeah. kind of telling the story about that. And so I wonder, you know, is this is is this book ending? Is this kind of oh, like yeah. hearkening back to the feeding frenzy type thing? Well, I, th- I, th- I think the song really is referring to feeding frenzy. Mm-hmm. Like not just, I mentioned the bass. Yeah. Uh, kind of opening the but same thematically way. as well. And thematically. Yeah. yeah I, I think these are bookends and that's another reason why I do think the song belongs at the end. Yeah, as that's a closer. fair. That's fair. There's this reference to dream, a South Pacific dream. Mm-hmm. Now notice in Hercules way back. Yeah sinking south South pacific Pacific dreams dreams. yeah and here we are dreaming a south pacific dream yeah good good Um, well done yeah i think i think rihanna helped with that one so i should mention that and again here's a reference to dreams does rihanna even listen to the podcast well i don't know no no she doesn't (laughs) so we don't need to thank her yes we do kill nostalgia xenophobic fears is another line and uh, xenophobic fears, of course, is what Redneck Wonderland's going to be mm-hmm. about in, um, you know, about a few months, twelve more episodes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is that how many episodes it can take to get through Breathe? <laughs> oh, I will not be surprised if Breathe takes three, also, because there's this whole Ringo thing coming up. That boy. I listened to most of Breathe on the way to camp yeah. last week. Yeah. And I forgot to listen for the Ringo thing. I, I should know. I feel like you've been setting me up with this thing. I should know the Ringo thing. You I've should. said before, I would rather go see Ringo play than see Paul McCartney play. I know. I'm, I'm a Paul McCartney guy. I wonder why. Darren's why a Ringo. divide these ways. Darren's a Ringo guy, yeah. Um. Ringo is just more genuine. You know, <laughs> Ring, Ringo is a little bit weird. And he, <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Ringo's a strange guy. I think back in the day, Ringo was more genuine. <laughs> I think he had genuine phase <laughs> that, you know, yeah. lasted about two years. Ringo is strange. Yeah. Ringo, he's, stop smiling. He's gotten even stranger in his old age. Oh, yeah. I'd still rather see him. <laughs> You'd still rather see him than still Paul ra- McCartney? Yeah. Yeah, I'll go to a Paul McCartney. When we thought Paul McCartney was showing up in Duluth. Yeah, that was hilarious. Like, buy me my tickets. I'm there. Yeah. Oh, Duluth, Georgia. Georgia, yeah. That's no good. So, lyric, where were we? So, so this song's about Australia is lucky, but it has problems. Yep. And that we can have dreams about making it better. Maybe we just can make it better. Yep. Yeah. Okay. But then uh, the lyric sheet just says, "Chant." Chant. <laughs> okay. Okay, boys. Time to start chanting. Yeah, just some of that chanting. Okay. So. Maybe this chanting is from a South Pacific island sure. that has some relevance to what the song is about. Maybe yep. this is the South Pacific dream, and I can't fault them for trying. Yep. So it actually sounds like they bring in like a whole choir. Like, like are there like ladies singing? <laughs> you know? I don't know. Some of the outbreak of love ladies from the dancing? video. Yep, the dancing, dancing and singing. And singing. So, Sorry about the crinkling. I'm trying to get my lyric sheet in here. Yep, because you're done. <laughs> I'm done. I with am this done. Uh, you could just wait till we're d- <laughs> till this is over and do that. Oh, you want to talk about the chanting? I'm just gonna yeah, tidy just up while you go. Oh, just get it in there. I can't. It's so difficult. Oh, crunchy crap. 
thwack, you know thwack, what? Thwack, thwack. Okay, yeah. you you finish off what you're gonna say. Yeah. And then, then I have something to say. Then you have something to say. But only when you're done. Okay. So this choir. Sorry, that was my pale rider. I just think that there might be some historical significance to if they've got ladies singing, then this would be the first time women's voices would be on Midnight Oil album after after 16 years of testosterone-fueled rock. Hey, what about Glad Reed, my favorite trombonist? Yeah, but she didn't sing. I said voices. It's practically singing. She's, she's singing played through, through her th- trombone. She's not singing through the trombone. Well, if it's not singing, what is it? So are you saying you can tell, like, oh boy, that, that sure, I love that female trombone playing. I can just pick that out a mile away. It just sounds so different than the male trombone playing. I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going back to my pale rider. Yeah, you go back to your beer. Um, oh, cantankerous, Darren. Okay. Make your point. Well, I'm trying to, but you interrupt me, like, all the time. Make it compelling, then. Ugh. Okay, so we finally have some women on the album. Not just on this album, on an Oils album. Before Emmy Lou Harris, who gets uh, a duet with Pete on the next album that we are looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if you just asked me, without me actually checking about the song, I would have thought this was a song with a fade-out ending. Well, quit doing that. Sorry. Would you have? Would you? I, I did. Rihanna did too. We thought, here is a song that just probably chants yeah. and chants forever. Just kind of just and turned it down. fades yeah. and they turn off, turn down the volume. Be- because there's a lot of songs, well, that don't fade out, but they just kind of sound that last chord and they let it ring. And then sometimes you hear a little something underneath that little something it. something underneath, well, which was the characteristic Which is a of- big trick. On Blue Sky Mine, though, yeah. that was the trick. We were but there's doing. a lot of let that chord ring yeah. on this album. But this one does just end with an E major that rings. It's a surprise. Is it worth listening to? Well, just only in the sense that I bet our listeners, many of them would think, yeah, this song, how does it end? It's just got this fade out at those, that chanting. Just goes on and uh, on. On and on. And just fades out into hmm. the sunset. Okay, well, let's listen. That did just have a big E major ending chord. Yeah, so we're, we're both rings. right. That's really nice. Okay, I think I <laughs> that said... That was really nice. That was really nice. I think I said everything. You Now you want to say something. Well, I just wanted to say this is the last actual vinyl that I have. From yes. here on out, we're yep. going to CD. Yeah. It's a shame, but that's progress. So you haven't managed to get yourself a copy... I haven't been able to. It's the 50, to justify the. It's the fifty-five euros that does it. Yeah, I've noticed that the vinyl reissue, yeah, has dropped in price on Amazon down to four hundred and forty from a previous five hundred and fifty. So four hundred and forty brings it down where you're paying thirty-eight dollars mm-hmm. per record. Yep. So. When you think about that way, it's to get these rare albums, it's probably roughly worth it. Two thoughts on that before we go to final thoughts on this album. I haven't heard 
fantastic things about the reissue. The album artwork ain't great. Even um, on the vinyl ones. Yeah. Right? No? Oh, wow. I think so. Okay. There's been mistakes. They've been corrected. There's been different, I think. Oh, maybe this is on the CDs they were talking yeah, about. Yeah, some of it. I'm a little confused. Tracks have been like the end of a track and the beginning of a track has been shifted somewhere. Well, along. I think they did do that on the vinyl where yeah. it's actually different. Yeah. And that is dumb. Like It is. Okay, so there's 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 that kind of issue with it. And then there's the I'm interested in hearing the remasters and maybe I'll pick up the remastered CDs and stuff like that or download the remasters just so I can they're hear just what they're They're just sitting on Spotify for free yeah. basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um but what I'm interested as far as my collection goes, my physical collection goes is um, something that I would have been listening to. I'm I'm not even thinking necessarily, you know, first edition because you know, that's, that's work and money and stuff as well. But something that is from that era that I could have listened to first time around. So I could have listened to a copy of Breathe on Vinyl first time around, and I'd be interested in that. I didn't, but I'd be interested in that. Eh, so the, so the reissue is like not that interesting for me. I'm not like a vinyl file who likes, who likes listening to vinyl for the sake of the higher fidelity of of the or for the sake of believing in a higher fidelity sure yeah that's right yeah yeah so i'd like to get one of those dutch yeah or germany or something yeah yeah Yeah, i'm that'd be cool i'm primarily interested in hearing place without a postcard Mm -hmm. because there always has as much i love that album i even love the overall sound of it but there always has been kind of a, a, a surprising amount of murkiness on that album that apparently has been removed with the remaster. And so it'd be nice to hear that on vinyl. Yeah. 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 And, and creating that playlist for Scream and Blue Live with the tracks from the original album tracks mm. to listen to. Bernie was a, a bit of a standout for me as far as sound quality goes. So I'm thinking like, like a when I was lis- negative. Yeah, when yeah. I was listening to the album when our first time through, it's like, oh, I'm I really really enjoyed the album. Yeah, but you know, putting it side by side with other songs, it's like, yep, I can I can hear a difference here. Yeah, and I don't have great ears, but I can hear a difference here. Yeah, so with with a remaster like that, if they're attempting to make all the songs line up sonically across their whole career, mm-hmm. uh, that's ambitious and not entirely possible, but I'm sure they brought it a lot closer. Any closing thoughts on the album before yeah, we, we play can the talk game? about? It. I think we need to because you yeah. know what? I'm, I I you... don't know if it's been the layoff or something. I went into this thinking, man, Earth, Sun, and Moon. I can't wait for that. What do you have right now? Do you still have ten nine eight? Ten nine eight. Yeah. So you know what? I'm at this point. Yeah. I haven't decided yet. I don't think this might not be easy because I don't know if it's because we took a couple weeks to record sure. Earth, Sun, and Moon. and um, It's lost a little bit of its shine. Yeah, it's lost some shine. And listening to it, I never went away from this album all that long. It is a favorite because of how much more it grooves, than, especially Blue Sky Mining. Mm-hmm. Blue Sky Mining just seems like such a dour, even though... Individually, I like the songs. As a whole experience, it just seems like a dour thing. 
It doesn't hold together as an album. Yeah, I agree it's with a, that. It's a fairly dour thing. This album fixes so many things mm-hmm. about Blue Sky My Eight Rocks. Uh, it has all kinds of fun guitar sounds, all kinds of great organ sounds. All kinds of great bass sounds strong and riffs. Bass, yeah, the rhythm on this bass. album is very strong. Yeah, strong bass playing and drumming. It's got a great rhythm section. Lyrically, all kinds of uh, thick. Look how long really we spent on it. Really yeah. interesting. Okay, so you know what? Now now I'm starting to think, yeah, yeah. When I take all that and I especially think about the lyrical richness and, and interest that there is for me, that 10 8 doesn't have that lyrical interest to me mm. and it doesn't make me puzzle even though i don't know this this one may, maybe it's the combination of the spiritual and hippie mm-hmm. references the yeah. the interesting kind of astronomy and like the, the little environmental this little trip that we're taking on to look at the earth from yeah. up above yep. and these various uh moments in the album in the valley and mm-hmm. uh, weaving drums of heaven. And that's just what we talked about today. But thinking yeah. back over the last uh, couple of weeks, yep. there's that interest in riches. So, so this album does satisfy on a lot of levels. Yeah. I think by this point, what's becoming more and more interesting to me is being able to, he- to pick out the songwriters mm-hmm. in the songs even more. So mm-hmm. that adds another element to the album for me. Yeah, that's a good point. The only thing this album lacks compared to 1098 is a certain art quality like the There's not as much variety. There's yeah. not as much interest sonically. Yeah, that's right. Like you want to keep bopping along the whole time, mm-hmm. but there isn't the really interesting 1098 does that amazingly yeah. where you're taking on a sonic trip. You're on yeah. a it's a journey. Yeah. And you see you see you hear <laughs> yeah you you see through your ears <laughs> uh hey yeah. i sometimes see oh, what i hear talk, eh? hey Back look at that. that wow full circle i really enjoyed the album yeah um a lot of the things that you were talking about i'm totally tracking with um blue sky mine lots of good songs as an album it doesn't hold the interest um earth and sun and moon lots of great songs as an album i'm with it all the way Maybe it's that they're not trying so hard to be the hit makers on this album, and they're just kind of getting back to the essence of the band. Maybe there's something about the authenticity that they were trying to bring to the album in the recording process that appeals to Mm -hmm. me. Definitely when you're talking about the bass and the drums locking together and creating a fantastic rhythm section. Yeah. And influencing one another live. Like, it's yeah. obvious that they... They're playing they, together. They jammed through these things, yep. came up with their ideas, yep. and then they executed them very well. This whole album is... Uh, I've said it... I think I've said it probably on every episode. A real head bobber. Like, I bob my head to the whole thing. I've mentioned on other podcasts where I've caught myself singing lyrics on my walks. I sing, like, tonight... On my walk, I sang practically the whole album. The content of the lyric, there's so much to dig into. Even getting the personality of the different songwriters and seeing that in the albums and feeling like I'm getting to know them as mm-hmm. songwriters. Yeah, it's it's been a, a real treat. Yeah, maybe, maybe they're getting to know themselves as songwriters uh, that much more, too. Yep. And one another. Yeah. Yep. So, you want to play the game first? Are you going to... I, I think I think everyone wants to hear where you're at. I think most <laughs> folks know where I'm at. 
that you're just absolutely going to take it for sure. So where are you at? Oh, it is a little difficult. Yeah. I think I will. Mm-hmm. I think I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think I'll take it when I balance the overall that I, I do like all the music. And I like the lyrics. The only thing I wish it had, but I don't think it's enough for me to keep 1098. Wish it had 1098's a bit more of its sense of adventure and variety. Yep. I actually wish that did have two really, like, they don't have to be out slow, there. out there songs that just really departed. They could be sparse, they could be really loud, like, you know, like a screaming blue, uh, well, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, like, sure. Something, something like, like that. that. Would be yeah, really neat too. Yeah. So if, if if this album went there twice, once or twice, yeah, I think it would cement itself as like the best Oils album for me for yep. sure. Yeah. And instead, I'm quite happy. I'm quite happy with it. Yeah. And, and after seeing with Ten Eight for this long, I'll go with her Sun and Moon. Yep. It it meant a lot to me then, and it still uh, has some riches for me today. Yeah. Uh, the only thing is the the complexity of the music and the, and the arrangements and so on is the one thing that still makes me wish I could keep a bit of ten nine eight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I I feel very much the same as you do. I'm gonna take it. I had Diesel up until this point. Yeah. And there's some things that Diesel does a little bit better than this album. In particular, I think it ends the album stronger. Oh yeah, I love Gum Barrel. <laughs> oh, what a great song. I will have said Gun Barrel. Yeah, oh, look at that. My, my copy doesn't have Gun Barrel at the end. <laughs> it's got Sometimes. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, That's a good one. I like how it ends. Yeah, Diesel and Dust with Sell My Soul and then Sometimes. Good ending. Really good ending. Super strong ending. With the dust of a civilization in our eyes. But overall, yeah, I, I've just really, 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 really enjoyed the Earth and Sun and Moon. Satellite swings down that highway. Yeah. Oh, okay, sorry, yeah. sorry. What you really, you've really enjoyed Earth, Sun, and Moon. I have, and so I'm, I'm happy to take that. I think though, when we finish listening to the albums, we'll do Capricornia, we'll play the game, and then maybe we'll take a half an hour, forty five minutes, like a week removed from Capricornia or something like that, and just talk about. Okay, we know what you have at the end of of this game that we've been playing. Now, what do you think? I've got a feeling that as we're progressing some of the newness of the albums as as we go along influences my decision. And so once I get to the end and then maybe just taking an overview of everything that we've listened to, I think I might... I don't know necessarily that the album that I end up with at the end of the game will be my favorite album overall. Yeah. And it's weird to say that because aren't you playing the game and you you should figure that out as you play it? Yeah. Well, yes, I should, but I think there's this extra factor that's coming in as we're playing that. Yeah. The that game might be has this, it. this idea of pitting one thing against one other in this progression. While if you just lay all the albums out and then took a trip up to the sky <laughs> and then uh, look down on the planet, I'm glued to my chair <laughs> and which one of these ones am yeah. I going to yeah. fly down to? And yeah. I gotta say, I'm looking forward to breathe. Like, yeah, because I've even though breathe is this like, I like it. There is a mountain. You have what, like, ten hours of 
Earth, Sun, and Moon to edit down. No, it's not really 10 hours. I it's wouldn't be surprised seven. if people will have listened to our Minneapolis concert review before they hear this. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Wow. So for the very last time, On it's Earth, time yep. to retract the stylus, slide the vinyl back into its sleeve, crinkle that <laughs> cellophane protective envelope thing yeah that one. Oh man wiggle the lyric sheet back in adjust the cellophane and say good night until next time when we'll be listening to the oils 1996 album I think breathe so. wow from the comfortable place on my couch a midnight oil podcast remember robin you can subscribe to comfortable place on the couch wherever you find good podcasts. And you can get in touch with us on the Twitter at Darren the Folds. Yes, there's a U in Folds. And at Robin Harbin. Show notes are available online at darrenfolds.com slash podcasts. So for Robin Harbin, I'm Darren Folds. Thank you and good night. Earth and sun, sun and moon, moon will survive. They will survive. They will survive. Will survive. Hey ya, uh, hey ya, uh, hey ya. Uh, ho ho ya, ho ya. <laughs> Good night. <laughs>